Welcome to The Public Good, a weekly radio show and podcast brought to you by Partnership for the Public Good. Each week, we discuss important issues affecting the Buffalo Niagara region, from community benefits agreements to the foster care system to arts initiatives. Our guests span from PPG partners, elected officials, community leaders, and more. Our show is produced by Central Smith of WUFO, Power 96.5 FM, and Mix 1080 AM, with production support by me, Anna Blotto, Research Associate at PPG. The episode airs live on WUFO on Tuesdays at 10.30 a.m. This week, our guest is Nakia Camp, Executive Director of the Police Athletic League, or PAL, a nonprofit that works with the Buffalo Police Department to provide opportunities and programs for youth in Buffalo. Nakia discusses summer programming available for youth through Buffalo PAL, as well as their role in community engagement, gun violence prevention, and mentorship for young people. Hello and welcome to The Public Good. This is Deja James from Partnership for the Public Good, or PPG, which unites over 365 community organizations working to build a better Buffalo. We're delighted to join you every Tuesday at 10.30 a.m. on Power 96.5 FM and Mix 1080 a.m. You can also watch live video of every show on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash ppgbuffalo. Don't forget to follow PPG on Facebook and Twitter. And of course, you can always get great information on our website, ppgbuffalo.com. Org. Our guest today is Nakia Kemp, Executive Director of the Police Athletic League of Buffalo. She's here to discuss summer programming available for youth um, through Buffalo PAL all the way up to 18 years old in Western New York. With the first day of summer programming starting today, as you mentioned, we thank you for taking the time out to be with us out of your probably very busy schedule today. Um, so may you introduce yourself and your work for everybody who may not know. Yes, so thank you for that. Yes, I'm Nakia Kemp. I've been the executive director for the Police Athletic League of Buffalo for seven years now. Wow. And I've had the opportunity to <laughs> go through seven programs. So for those folks who may not be familiar, the Police Athletic League of Buffalo is a nonprofit organization um, that works in partnership with the Buffalo Police Department to provide opportunities and programming for youth across the city. Mm -hmm. So it is more than just sports, although we do offer quite a a few sports. Um, we also have some educational programming, literacy programming. Our biggest partners is the City of Buffalo, of course, um, working in the community centers during the school year. Mm -hmm. And in Buffalo Public Schools, our next largest partner, mm -hmm. uh, during the school year. Um, and then in the summer, you may see us out in the parks a lot, pretty much every day. <laughs> <laughs> and how many staff do you have? Who's involved? Are there active police officers that are involved? Yes, or? yes. Okay, okay. We work in partnership with the neighborhood engagement team so okay. some people may see them out there they kind of dress differently mm. um, they're called uh, net team mm. so the net team unit um, which now is, is under our lieutenant uh, who, who has the net team now oh Todd McAllister okay uh, so lieutenant McAllister is the head of net team uh, before then was uh, Captain Tommy Champion who's now over at B District wow. um, but yes we have a wonderful partnership with the police department they are great they're mentors tours and coaches to the youth um, that are in our programs. That's amazing. Um, it's a great legacy for the police department locally to have kind of this organization on the side that helps the community in such a way. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how this kind of came about and where it came from and how it impacts yeah. the legacy of police locally here. Well, um, a lot of people are not aware of the history, but yeah. PAL um, is uh, 
an organization that's worldwide. Okay. So there are police athletic league um, and um, athletic clubs all over the world. Wow. Um, so we have a Niagara Pal that's here locally. There's New York City Pal. There's Detroit Pal. Um, so there's many, many chapters wow. uh, all around. And uh, a lot of the programs in um take place either in a nonprofit 501c3 space mm -hmm. or they are divisions of the police department which is where buffalo pal kind of started mm -hmm. in a division um as the police the police department mm -hmm. in a division um under the police department mm -hmm. and so what ended up happening over the years in 1997 when they became a 501c3 it was because they wanted to continue to raise money and funds to support youth programming yeah so the city at that time was kind of going through a struggle um mayor massiello was an avid basketball player and also a pal kid <laughs> um and thought to himself you know i really want to invest in this the only way to keep this program going mm -hmm. is because you know Know, back in the day, police used to walk the beat. You had your community officers. They knew everybody's name. Mm -hmm. And then it switched a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't such an emphasis on community policing. Yeah. Um, and now we've kind of gone back to that. But, of course, the funding is very, you know, it's very difficult to keep youth programs, just like senior programs, of course. Um, in play. And so becoming a 501c3 gave us an opportunity to raise money, apply for grants and funding yeah. um, to be able to support the youth in the community. So that's kind of how it started. Mm -hmm. um, Mayor Brown resurrected it around 16 years ago. He became the chairman of the board and it yeah. became his main um, youth initiative working um, with the city of Buffalo and having a partnership to make sure that kids have safe places to go in community centers. So those six centers are still operating throughout the school year and during the summer. Mm -hmm. So again, a safe haven for kids to go. And I want to get into the safe haven piece. I have mm -hmm. some other questions I want to ask, but I, I find it interesting now because I'm finding a lot of youth don't have places to go necessarily as much mm -hmm. as back in the day. I know when I was younger, I could go to the mall, I could go to the skate rink, I could go, but all, a lot of these places have closed or mm -hmm. have age limits. You can't really go to the mall if you're underage anymore without a parent or an adult. Right. How important is it for youth to have those recreational spaces so that they don't mm -hmm. find other alternatives or get into trouble? It is very important. Mm -hmm. We have the opportunity to be one of um, around, I think there's 65 sites work sites mm -hmm. and we were talking about the mayor summer internship program yeah. before we kind of started talking yeah. and that gave teenagers an opportunity to earn their own money right. um, but it gave them a place to go a sense of purpose and something to do right. and so from 14 to 18 we employ about 40 kids at our site wow. um, this summer which could reach by the end of the week 60 <laughs> to 70 <laughs> wow. we've taken we've taken quite a few kids especially 14 and 15 year olds as their first work experience That's good. so being able to earn money is huge. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing is being able to have a safe place to go in a community center. So mm -hmm. the city of Buffalo community centers are open till 10 p.m. during the school year. Mm -hmm. So they can come after school. They have an opportunity. It's just like a drop-in center and yeah. give them an opportunity to kind of hang out, be together, but also offer some structured programs, right. um, which is great, which is what we want our kids to do. I think the biggest thing in the Buffalo community is knowing what's out there. Because there's right. lots of stuff. Right. There's lots of, you know, it's, it's like anyone who works with youth, we all know that exactly. there's tons of stuff for kids to do. But you always hear, there's nothing for kids to do. Exactly. But there's always something. We work seven days a week. Yeah. So our basketball leagues operate seven days a week. Mm -hmm. We have girls basketball, boys basketball. We have baseball. Um, and what leagues. ages are those for? So, really, we run 8U all the way up. Okay. So, if you're familiar with basketball terms, 
curve. Yeah. You know, we start off with the little ones and go all the way through high school. Okay. Um, and so those kids play in leagues and the summer league is 10 weeks long. And during the school year, we operate leagues every season. Right. So every spring, fall, winter and summer, we have leagues operating and the kids have an opportunity to play. It's not like an AAU or travel league or you don't have to be the best yeah. player. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. almost like the, you know, people say, that's the B league. But I said, you know, it's something for everyone. For everyone so to that participate. if kids want to participate, they can participate. Of course. Um, as well as baseball. Um, we recently uh, started working with Buffalo Public Schools to offer volleyball. Um, wow. So we have volleyball leagues as well. Mm-hmm. But then we have our full day summer camps, which we were just talking about with the little ones. So mm-hmm. from 5 to 12, we have two full day sites where the kids get breakfast, lunch, field trips. We actually have a field trip tomorrow. Um, they're going to Niagara Falls. So they just started today and they're already going on field trips. So they're pretty, <laughs> they're, they're excited. I'm like, well, I go they're active. They're, well, you know, we had a year or two off for COVID okay. and we're trying to catch up. Okay. And that's the biggest thing with summer learning. You yeah. don't want the summer to go by and not have that time um, to really, really, really catch up. Yeah. Our kids are a little behind. Um, and usually when we have the summer off, there was already a summer slide academically. Right. And teachers would spend from September to November catching up from the previous year. Right. So the goal of those summer camps and the partnership with Buffalo Schools and Say Yes is to really make sure that our kids are continuing their literacy skills. Mm-hmm. Um, we enroll them all in the Mayor's Summer Reading Challenge. Mm-hmm. So they have an opportunity to, you know, read their five books, do their five summaries. Um, and we just want them to make sure that they're connected in whatever we do academically. So everything we do, especially in the summer, is academic focus and base. So even if it's soccer or basketball or anything like that, we have a vocabulary word of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure even the field trips are all educational to make sure that we're not engaging in that summer slide and those kids have the opportunity to learn. Right. And even the teens learn, because you mentioned before we were started recording that... Mm-hmm. You do the financial literacy for the the youth that you are mm-hmm. employing because we talked about how <laughs> important that is. Y'all, I used to blow my summer youth check oh immediately. So how important is that financial literacy piece for it youth is, coming to work for the first it time? It is huge. Yeah. So we have a program called Youth Opportunity Connect with our teenagers, mm-hmm. and it's in partnership with Bank of America. Mm-hmm. And so they have financial workshops. They actually have to do a budget. So what are you mm-hmm. going to do with your first check? Mm-hmm. Let's budget it out. How much to go into savings? How much to go <laughs> yeah you know how much should you spend on clothes how much you spend on you know recreation or other things and so you know really having those conversations early on so kids can just make better choices right I mean they're gonna do what they're gonna do right anyway yeah but yeah it's different if you know all the choices that you make right will af- affect and unless you're gonna work throughout the school year mm-hmm. you want to be able to have your money kind of spread out a little longer and especially if you're saving to go to college or saving up for a car yeah um, we want to make sure that the youth have an opportunity to to understand what budgeting looks like and what they should do with their money. Right, equipping them with that information, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of them maybe not weren't exposed to that information either right. in their home life or whatever, so everybody has different spending habits. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask, with the summer program having started, and obviously the summer youth having started, mm-hmm. um, is there opportunity for folks to still join the summer program? Um, and if not, what are the usual windows to apply for the summer program or the mm-hmm. summer youth and things of that nature? So our full day summer camps are full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're full with waiting lists. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Um, and they fill up 
pretty quickly, usually yeah. April okay. of every year. Okay, so early. it's they got to get on it early, mm-hmm. early, 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 mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. usually people start emailing like February. When is it coming out? <laughs> um, the same thing with the mayor summer internship program. Those applications come out in February, yeah. and they finalized uh, this year, March thirty first. Yeah. Um, so you got to be early yeah. on in the game. Right. Um, for those kids who are doing other things during the day, or maybe in other programs, mm-hmm. um, we also have some programs um, that kids can still join. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Play Streets program, which is so cool. It's one of my one of my favorite programs. It's in the evening, mm-hmm. so it's like four to six, four to seven, and it takes place in parks. And the premise behind Play Streets was basically. Um, to get kids to come out, um, meet the police officers, and have community engagement with law enforcement, mm-hmm. um, and to also have fun. So we launched the program during COVID in 2020, mm-hmm. and it was so the world shut down in March, and we were in June launching this program out mm-hmm. in the parks. But the goal was to bring the play to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about transportation. We come into a park in the area, of the city where you can get to, and then we were giving out free sporting equipment for kids, so they would get their own basketball base hula hoop, jump rope, things that they could do at home to pr- promote wellness and right, fitness. Right. That was the biggest piece. Get kids moving. They're in house. You know, get them using these parks. I mean, Buffalo yeah. has some beautiful, beautiful parks. Absolutely. That we don't utilize as much. So Absolutely. trying to get families out. And a lot of times we were hearing from families is that, well, the park isn't safe, mm. um, which is a big piece of having the law enforcement there. So mm-hmm. we do a canvassing in the neighborhoods that we're going to be in. We go knocking by door to door. We're going to be this week in Schiller Park. Mm-hmm. So they'll be coming around and knocking and saying, hey, come out. We're going to do a community kickball game. We're going to set up the park and have all these different stations, soccer, fun. basketball, volleyball, yeah. and just have fun. Right. And have fun and meet the police officers that are walking around in the neighborhoods yeah. and get to know them, you know, name and name the face and be right. able to just have some fun in a safe environment. Right. And so that's one of our most popular programs and it's completely free. We give out the equipment always. We always have a healthy snack as well. Some mm-hmm. partnership with independent health. Um, but we just have fun and every week we go to a different park. Wow. Um, which is pretty cool. And we do that program all year round. All year. So it's not just a summer thing. No, not just the summer. So and we do it twice a week. Yeah. During the school year and okay. then three times during the summer so Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday we're in the same location for three days oh my gosh so we have them come out come outside so we'll be in Schiller Park over there having a good time and we'll have them come outside and just enjoy mm-hmm. having I mean who doesn't like kickball kickball is the best kickball. that <laughs> is a you classic play you have to play kickball I feel like I met some kids recently who didn't they never didn't play, play kickball they never we play we always run into kids who and we do I all so the backyard shocked. games steal yeah. the bacon have you ever played steal yes, the bacon yes of course Red light, red light, green light. What time is it, Mr. Fox? I'm like, y'all not playing this anymore. But I think kids, I don't think kids utilize going outside. Like Mm -hmm. maybe it is the fear of the parents. Like it's not safe for you to play outside because when I was younger, I mean, it was the rule. The street light, come on. You got to come and eat dinner at least. (laughs) But as long as you, and then really even with the street light coming on, it was just be in front of the house. But you could still stay outside. Right. Right. And um, it's just changed a lot. You know, I'm wondering what your opinion is on that on like versus back in the day and now mm. and what's the solution how do we get kids to go back outside how do we how do we do that I think it's just more engagement what we've seen over the past couple of years uh, Play Street started in 2020 2023 mm-hmm. we've been outside for three years and what we see um, most of 
those times we were asking families for feedback. What did they think about it? Why did they come out? You know, sometimes that first day they just look out the window, but by the second day they coming. <laughs> by the second day they coming out. They bringing their chairs. Yeah, we try to get the parents engaged too. Mm-hmm. So it's not just about the kids, mm-hmm. but if the entire family is playing volleyball, you have an entire family that's getting healthy together. Right, and you know this area we have the highest rate of obesity. Obesity. Mm-hmm. We have the highest rate of mental health issues among young people. Mm-hmm. All of those things are attributed to how much you move and how much how much you stay active. How mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. if you're more active, you're less likely to have you know some mental health issues. Right. You're less likely to be obese. So it's making sure that we have a healthy community and not just you know healthy mentally and physically. Yeah. And so that's the biggest thing is is getting them out. And I think people just have to feel comfortable and right. safe. The right. police officers really help. There <laughs> we have is a group of net officers and the kids love them. Mm-hmm. They are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And um, they have a natural knack for what they're doing. They're officers who want it to be part of the neighborhood engagement team. Right. So something that they wanted to do to give back um, to the community and it shows. Yeah. And the kids, the more they talk to them and the more the parents talk to them, the more they begin to kind of break down um, those barriers and be able to talk to them. And then they start yeah. talking to them even during kickball. They start talking to them about other things in the neighborhood. Right. And so getting that intel and information is great because we want to make sure that the neighborhood is safe. Right. And how big is the net team? I'm wondering Mm -hmm. how many police officers are there and, you know, who's getting involved? It could be. It depends. Yeah. It could be a couple. Yeah. It could be up to 12. I Mm -hmm. mean, the department, I believe there's about 12. Okay. Um, But sometimes depending on what's going on, because you'll see them out at all sorts of events. Yeah. Block club events. Yeah. Um, So they kind of spread themselves around. Yeah. Depending on what's going on. National night out, they'll be out. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of assigned. If something happens, they could be pulled to go different places. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, they're, they'll always make a, a roll through to yeah. make sure that they are a part of Play Streets, yeah. um, to make sure they're a part of Game Changers. That's yeah. another program people can still mm-hmm. register for. Mm-hmm. And that's on Saturdays. It starts um, July 22nd. Mm-hmm. So on a couple Saturdays from now, um, Maston Park will be hopefully hundreds of kids um, to have a chance to play some basketball, do some drills and skills and have some mentoring and this is an opportunity for people in our community Mm -hmm. even people like you Mm -hmm. who would like to give back Mm -hmm. and are thinking about ways you know because all of us as adults I mean we can talk talk to a young person it only takes a few minutes yeah um and it's fulfilling and it's rewarding and oftentimes you know i ask people and they look at me like me you yeah. want me to come talk to <laughs> yeah i only work at the bank i'm like but that's good they need to know they that they need to know that and that's an option right. yeah or i only do this so i'm yeah. like oh, why do you say only you work and you provide for your family exactly and so it's an opportunity for any adult to have in contact with a teenager that's um, awesome. at any point in time so yeah. we ask folks to come out and just offer words of wisdom support um you know we call it the mentorship hour but Mm. it just gives you an opportunity to kind of talk and and say this is what my life was like these are some of the choices i made these are some of the good things these are some of the not so good things but oftentimes those talks you never know um they could touch a child's life and change their whole outlook on Absolutely. what they want to do. I mean, you just never know. Absolutely. So offering our opportunity to chance, our community the chance yeah. 
to give them that opportunity to talk to young people is really important. Absolutely. I mean, it's about kind of widening the lens of their influence, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you're stuck in your neighborhood and your window. You think there's only certain options. When I was younger, I thought you could only really be a doctor, a lawyer. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know all the jobs that are out there, all of the different opportunities. And there's people in your neighborhood working in those things. Um, So I think that's great. The exposure. The other thing I was going to say is I know the net team has worked a lot on like gun violence prevention and Mm -hmm. things of that nature. I think the events that you're doing are already kind of built in community gun violence prevention type events. But I'm wondering, especially with the recent news and, Mm -hmm. you know, the killings of young people that have just been happening since really the pandemic started and even before. How how important is it for us to have these community spaces um, Mm -hmm. and really try and stamp on this issue? How do we how do we resolve it? You know? You know, I think there's a lot of ways we can do it. Yeah. Um, but one starts with, you know, just grassroots community, people yeah. who care. Yeah. I mean, you've got to engage the adults and people that care. Yeah. I mean, young people make decisions every day. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity over the weekend to attend um, Mother Eva Doyle. She gives mm-hmm. away a scholarship every year um, in, in honor of her late husband. And mm-hmm. she's been doing this 14 years. Mm-hmm. And she had six young people uh, who came out on a Saturday. And it was nice on Saturday. <laughs> but they came out on a Saturday. And um, they were recipients of her her uh, scholarship. And she gave them little little nuggets that were priceless and mm-hmm. I'm like those opportunities to be able to have a room full of adults tell some these children how special they are mm-hmm. how they are going to make a difference how they I think young people have to feel that we mm-hmm. we are proud of them and that we want to empower them to do the best, yeah. you know, not that we're always looking down and be like, uh, you know, this morning I have a couple of boys who showed up and they had on hoodies. I don't know what it is with teenagers and hoodies. I'm like, it's like They're 90 hiding. degrees. I is know. it air conditioning stuck in there? I don't know how Mm-mm. it is, you know, Mm-mm. you know, and it's, it's just what they do. Yeah. And so I'm like, I accept them for who they are because right. each one of them is, I don't lump them all together. Right. And I want children, our kids, especially our, when I say our, kids our community kids to see that we care and we love them and we support them and if they need something they can come to us and Mm. I think a lot of kids don't know that they don't feel that outlet from any adult Mm. and I smile at every kid I see on the street and every how are you and they look shocked like oh you're speaking to me yeah but I think if we did more of that as a community to uplift our young people and to make them feel like they matter yeah we'd be in a much better yeah a much different position and I think you know Buffalo is headed that way it's just that you know every day it's an opportunity to be that person and to tell our friends and family be that person be the example of speaking and saying good morning and how are you and you know telling our young ladies they look beautiful and telling our young men that we're proud of them they need to hear that Mm. even from people they don't know yeah yeah that's so um i just think that a lot of people don't hear that i think mm-hmm. a lot of youth are treated almost as vermin lately mm-hmm. you know what or i mean annoyed like yeah. i'm annoyed by seeing you <laughs> oh it's a, like they're a scourge we don't want them in the mall we mm-hmm. don't want them anywhere and it's like if you just push them into those dark places mm-hmm. that's where they're gonna go right, right? and right. i love what you said about engaging the parents and adults because mm-hmm. at the end of the day they are the gateway to the youth that are in their lives whether it be their nieces their mm-hmm. nephews or their own children 
um, and letting the adults in the area know of these programs because I think like you said mm-hmm. we work a lot in community services and things and we know what all the resources are right. my whole Facebook I try to reshare everything I see mm-hmm. so that people can you know see it I just think there's so many good programs and you'll see and only like 10 people attend 15 people attend so mm-hmm. I think it's great what you're doing I've seen Maston Park when y'all put that on it looks like back in the day sometimes <laughs> when, yes, when the boys had their white tees and stuff yeah. <laughs> so um, I think that's awesome so just to recap for everybody because mm-hmm. I want to make sure they know when and where to show up right so what's cu- upcoming in like the next two weeks that people could show up to so the easiest thing yeah. is buffalopal.com yeah our website has a calendar on it mm-hmm. it keeps you up to date really easy to navigate mm-hmm. where they can go and register mm-hmm. for those programs that are still open huge mm-hmm. if they're a social media person we have Facebook mm-hmm. Twitter mm-hmm. we have Instagram mm-hmm. um, so they can follow us on social media to keep up we even have a text system so mm-hmm. if they go to our website and at the top it says you know text if you want to keep up with the programs you want mm-hmm. to let us know when something new comes out mm-hmm. they can do that as well so there's so many ways to keep in contact to figure out what's going on mm-hmm. um, if all else fails mm-hmm. and if all else fails you know just show up to a park I'm sure that <laughs> <laughs> we'll be out there yeah. but the easiest thing is buffalopal.com yeah. Yeah. Um, for the Play Streets program mm-hmm. you can show up on the day of and register on site oh. so you don't have to pre-register for anything yeah. um, uh, those programs uh, Play Streets and Game Changers are completely free mm-hmm. um, they just have to show up and mm-hmm. oftentimes they never know who else will show up we've had some special guests in the Ooh. past especially for Game Changers we've had some people show up and yeah. kids are like what? Yeah, yeah. Like here? <laughs> <laughs> so it's so it's nice to be able to have those surprise moments and even uh-huh. our culminating events sometimes they don't know it's like oh everybody gets pizza today it was like wow yeah pizza yeah um so that that's a cool opportunity too yeah mm-hmm. no that's awesome i'm really glad that you came and joined us good. today um <laughs> she's like don't forget about a couple other programs oh, what I know. Other, we, <laughs> we got some other games we're doing wait hold on what else well, are we, we playing o- we offer free golf clinics and tennis lessons golf? in the park so today this morning i was at the mcmillan courts which is right off of the 198 by delaware park so you'll see probably see a bunch of kids out there but we're still registering kids for tennis as well wow. so Tuesday Wednesday Thursday mornings we have tennis mm-hmm. and then on Mondays starting next Monday the 17th we'll have free golf clinics so we usually have a couple hundred kids out at Delaware Park so both of those programs take place at Delaware Park and those are still we're still enrolling kids in those programs too that's wonderful and they need pre-enrollment for that though like can they not just show up that day they, they need pre-enrollment yeah. but we're rolling enrollment so okay. they can continue to so okay. we don't want them to uh, hold them back from the program because yeah. they got to enroll right. before they start. So if they do it beforehand, even if it's the night before, yeah. um, we can still accommodate and them. And they don't need equipment. They can just, you guys provide equipment. We provide or, everything. See? So they have we have tennis rackets. We have golf clubs. We have everything. And the good thing about the the, the golf clinics is that we have the golf pros. Mm. And that's in partnership with the First Tee as well mm-hmm. and Encore Golf. So mm-hmm. we have some pros that are out there showing them how to, you know, learn how to play golf. And the same thing with tennis. So all of our tennis instructors are level one tennis certified. So they've been trained, Mm. um, which is a great thing. And when we talk about teens and work 
youth force workforce development yeah we keep a lot of our kids 14 all the way up when they turn 21 they still have a job with us they will wow. always have a job with pal as yeah. long as they're they go to school yeah. they do what they're supposed to do if they want to come back and work as yeah. coaches yeah. during the year yeah and we have quite a few who are in their 20s who are in college or home for the summer who are working for us they'll always have a job with us oh that's awesome and mm-hmm. i want to encourage community especially for the golf and the tennis there's such mm-hmm. barriers for people of color in those sports yes. we could have the next serena and venus or mm-hmm. tiger woods here in our community that's a gateway so, to education too there you go <laughs> it's all about opportunities for community thank you so much nakia for coming and representing oh, buffalo pal today i think this is an amazing resource for the community and i hope our listeners take advantage of the opportunity this is deja james with partnership for the public good or ppg uniting over 365 organizations working to build a better buffalo join us next week where we will discuss new developments at the michigan street african-american heritage corridor it's the public good tuesdays at 10 30 a.m on power 96.5 fm and mix 1080 a.m